Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, May 9th. Uh, there's nothing big about today. Nothing exciting about today. Unless you're Joe Biden and the Republicans meeting at the White House about the debt ceiling and what could bring down the United States of America. <laughs> um, you have, it, it's a trifecta. You got the debt ceiling, you got the monthly inflation number, and you got PPI, which is the cost of production. Those things will guide the market. Um, ironically, I've got SPY uh, up on the screen. This is the four-hour alg algorithm. Uh, it got you back in at 412. This got you out on May 4th last week, but it gets you back in at 412. Um, and again, it's a four-hour algorithm. It's a simple algorithm based on the MACD. Um, it's not anything super complex. Uh, it winds up, you know, underperforming on this particular index over two years. Uh, it winds up losing you 9.8 versus just buying and holding uh, is at 0.3, you know, 0.3 gain. So I, I take it with a grain of salt. I do think that at some point in time, and I don't know what the catalyst is, but you will see it come down here and cover this gap between 396 and 398. I don't think we're looking at 340. I don't think we're looking at 320 anymore. I think you're looking at just under 400. Uh, and we're at 412 right now. In pre-market, you're at 411. Uh, if you look, go and look at the weekly, and I think I showed this yesterday, um, and you take a look, we don't have that uh, de descending wedge. We have an ascending wedge. So we've gotten out of it. You'd still have a red candle, but you have confirmation above the nine day. And typically when I'm buying, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking for confirmation above that nine day. Now, MACD is up higher. The RSI is at 56, so you're in no man's land. It's not like it's overbought or oversold. You're right in the middle. Um, the MACD uh, during the highs back in January of 469. Um, uh, this is on SPY, uh, and it's remember, it's weekly. This is January 2022 of last year. Uh, the MACD was up in this neighborhood, not super, super, you know, super far away from it, but uh, it, it was extended back then. We're making our way back uh, as Vanessa, whatever her name is, making our way back downtown, uh, facing back and it's homebound. I don't know the lyrics. Your boy ain't, ain't a karaoke guy. Um, but let's talk about some of the earnings. <laughs> uh, I held Palantir uh, until December of last year. And I sold Palantir in December of last year, I think it was around um, this price. I think it was around six thirty-seven or so. It's at seven seventy-six in pre-market. You're at nine oh seven. It is up seventeen percent. They announced that they're actually making money again. Um, five cents per share. They uh, increased their guidance. They said they have good uh, good traction. Everything's going well. Uh, do you invest in this? Well, if we go over here and we look at Palantir, 
And we can see the PE, you know, their forward PE is 31. Their price to sales is $8. Um, they are expected to grow 33% this year. Performance year to date, they were up 20% before this incredible 17, 20% move. So they will be up even more. Uh, performance for, the, for one year, they're down 23%. So if you've held on to this for a long time, you've lost money, significant amount of money. Um, the, the, the pivot point on this one has always been about seven or $8. I haven't covered it. I got rid of it. I dumped it. I chose snowflake. Um, and the reason I chose snowflake is just the pricing model, but snowflake is much more expensive. Um, you know, you are expecting snowflake to grow significantly more, but it has not performed year to date as well as Palantir. Snowflake, um, and remember, these they're just data. I mean, this is just data um, stuff. And you can see the descending wedge here where it's putting in 134 as the support level right there on Snowflake. Their earnings are coming up uh, May 24th. So I chose Snowflake. I probably chose wrong, but I chose to hold on to Snowflake. That's what I did. Um, yeah, it's still speculative. I, I just... I don't think you get into this current rally. I think you wait. Uh, another earnings one that I do think that you could get into. Uh, but it's sliding and it dipped under 70. I was going to say if you can get the 60, 60 handle, uh, that's better. But PayPal, uh, they had earnings. Uh, they were good, but slightly below estimates. My personal opinion, and again, this is just a personal opinion, is that you're covering this gap up here at some point in time this year. Um, their CEO is retiring. They haven't identified a replacement yet. So there's a lot of kind of eh, speculation about this one. Uh, but I use Venmo. I use PayPal. I use this stuff. Um, you know, they're making a lot of money. I think they do really, really well. Uh, I think the management got screwed up, if you remember, way back in history. Um, where there was a big drop. Jim Cramer recommended these guys. Um, and then they had earnings. And then they announced that they were going to buy Pinterest. And everybody was like, what the F are you doing? And it was up here when it was at 171. This was June, January 2022. And they just continued to slide down. Now, I do hold this one. I hold a significant amount of it. I think my average purchase price is about a dollar, uh, 120 130 somewhere in that neighborhood. I bought it on the way down. I just think you've put your bottom in here. When you look at last time in July of last year when it was trading in the 70s, you bumped all the way up to 100. And that was with 80 cents, 88 cents a share, then it went to 93 cents a share, then a dollar 8, a dollar 24. You're making a dollar 17 per share. I just think the market just doesn't like this temporarily. And I think at some point in time, if you buy this in the 60s, I think you're going back to the 90s. Um, if we look at PayPal, uh, their PE is 36. Their forward PE is 13. Um, cash per share, they have $10 per cash per share. Uh, 29,000 employees, they're probably going to cut that down, I would think. Year to date, they're up 6%. So you probably still have some downside on this one. The average price target is $98, $98. I just think it's a good opportunity for the long term. Try and get it under 70. 
Right now it's back above 70 as we're trading. So it's floundering around that price point. But that's a good one. Um, let's talk cars. Because Lucid uh, reported earnings. They reported year over year fewer deliveries. How do you do that in a production in a new car company? Lucid is just too expensive. Let me look at my notes. Reported and they, mi they missed. Uh, lower deliveries. Don't get sucked into this on pure hope. Uh, they have enough capital to last until Q2 2024. But remember, they reduced deliveries. So it's not like they're increasing their cash. They are bleeding cash. And Q2 2024 is when they run out of cash. That means they're going to have to a dilution event, which means they issue more shares, which means as a shareholder, you lose money. It's trading at four times revenue. It's too expensive. The only reason you would buy this, and I repeat, the only reason you would buy this, if you think that the Saudis are going to buy it and take it private. When you look back here in January, January 3rd, that's what took this up to $11 from six, from five. Um, its low was about $6.17, it looks like. Um, it, you can see this pop. This one pop that got it up to 1780 on January 27th, that was the rumor that the Saudis were buying it. But here's my thing. Why would the Saudis pay $17 when it's trading at $7.71? The only reason it got up there is because there was hope in this, this sense. And then the, the rumor came out and it popped it. You ain't getting back up there. Uh, that's the, again, they're not making money. They're losing 43 cents per share. Last quarter, they were losing 28 cents per share. Do not get sucked in on this. I will go over Tesla later. I will include Lucid as a reason to buy Tesla. Do not get sucked into this one. Um, Google is having their developers conference tomorrow. This is going to be filled with AI on the four hour algorithm. We buy G-O-O-G versus G-O-O-G-L. Let's go into um, Seeking Alpha. And we're going to put in G-O-O-G and we're going to compare it to G-O-O-G-L. And compare. And so the purple is G-O-O-G. And you know what? Let's trash. Let's trash the S&P. I don't care about the S&P. We're just going to compare these two. Now, Year to date, look, 20.67, 20.93. One year, minus 4.28, minus 4.21. Three year, 55.92, 55.70. Five year, it's a 2% difference. So long term, I do think that you want GOOG. The difference is GOOGL provides you um, voting rights. You will never be able to swing a vote because Larry and Sergey own so many shares of the voting rights. Never ever in the history of the company will you ever swing a vote. So that voting right means nothing. But when Google buys back their stock, they buy G-O-O-G. So that increases the price. And that's why I say in the long term, I think you're better at GOOG because they're going to buy that stock back. So here's what you have. 108.23. I loaded up on this under 100. 
I think my average purchase price uh, recently is like 95. So I didn't get it in the 80s. A lot of it. I wish I had gotten a lot more of it. But it just had a buy-in at 108.23, right before the developers conference. It's trading at 108.74. Are you upset if you buy it at 108? Nah, I've bought it at higher prices. Um, you know, it always just seems to come back. But expect a pump because tomorrow we'll have heavy news on AI. Um, heavy, heavy news on AI. Uh, I am working on, by the way, a look at sell in May and go away. For the last five years, I'll do a view of um, uh, monthly or weekly. I'm working on it on TrendSpider. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, Brandon wanted me to go over RxO. RxO Inc. Uh, I think this is one of his nutso ones, but we can take a look at it. Uh, actually, it's not one of the nutso ones. Um, it, this chart's messy. Um, 28 cents per share, then 11 cents per share. Looks like it's a newer company that may have IPO'd up here in the 20s. Let's look at RxO. Let's go to Finviz. Uh, Industrials, it's a trucking company. Um, market cap of, it's a tiny one, $2.22 billion. Year to date, it's up 12%. Um, uh, it hasn't been for a year. Uh, performance for half a year is up 20%. Performance for the quarter down 3%. Um, average price target is 22. It's trading at 19. Um, let's see if there's any insiders, mm, options exercises, nothing huge. Um, but it's a smaller company. It's only a $2 billion company. I don't see anything that would turn me off. The only thing that would make me think this isn't worth it is because your target price is 22 and you're trading at 19. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, 10% gain, but those target prices are typically a little bit extended. Um, their earnings, their PE is 24. If we go to trucking and we look at some of the PE, I'm on Finviz. Again, this is free for everybody to look at. Um, if we just sort by PE, you can see RxO is down here. It's a little bit high on the PE scale. You can see Yellow Corporation has a PE of 3.8. Um, let's look at some of the big ones. I just don't see, I, I don't know this universe all that well. Um, but you can see a $2 billion market cap. It's middle of the road here. There's a lot of smaller ones. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, what, what really would concern me, Brandon, is that your upside is not huge. Unless you have some type of knowledge that this thing's going to explode. Um, and you can read those, those news articles. Um, but April 26th, RSO lowering target price to 19. That's the most recent. Um, Cowan is the one that has it at 22. That was February. Um, April 4th, benchmark company said hold. Eh, I'm not too excited about it. So it doesn't get me like, oh my God, I've got to do it. Sam on Facebook wants me to look at SoFi. This one I know a little bit about um, because Charlie from MLS, uh, I'm, I'm doing a call out there. Um, he asked me about uh, SoFi, I think when it was in the sevens. I actually, you know, I think it was last year um, around this time when it popped up here for earnings. And I said, hey, Charlie, you should probably sell SoFi, right? 
right after the earnings because it popped up, sell it. And I think I texted him in the morning. Um, it was around the finals time. And I said, Charlie, sell it. I said, no, nah, I'm holding on to it. And it was up here, you know, about $6. So here's what I know about SoFi. Um, they just had their earnings. They lost five cents per share. They lost five cents per share last quarter. Uh, $5.47 is a buy right now in the algorithm. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it. Banking is typically, right now specifically, it's, it's hard. Um, SoFi doesn't have a problem. Uh, they are heavy into student loans. And so they got killed over the pandemic when Biden and the government uh, forgave student loans. That's 100% what took this stock down. Um, is it a buy now? It's just the banking sector in my mind is just a no touch unless it's a huge bank like JP Morgan, like Bank of America, like Wells Fargo. Year to date, SoFi is up 18. Its average target price is $7.50. You're at $5.40. So it's a decent upside. The most recent uh, analyst outperformed to neutral. They lowered their price target to five. And you're trading at $5.47. Um, I just don't see SoFi as a huge one. They have some innovative moves that they've done. Like, for instance, when Silicon Valley Bank went down. Uh, and you were only insured up to $250,000. SoFi came out with a program with like 30 other partner banks where if you deposit $2 million, up to $2.5 million, they'll spread it around uh, to different banks so that all you need to do is deposit it into um, SoFi and they'll take care of the rest. So you're insured up to like $2.5 million. So they have some great products I'm just not sure that you know you're going back up to the seven or eight dollar level before you go back to the four dollar level. Um, they haven't instilled confidence in me yet. Uh, so um, Brian asked, "What are the top three healthcare stocks?" And I wanted to kind of go over. Okay, let's look at healthcare because if we go up here and we go to Finviz and we go to the home here, uh, and we can just click on healthcare. Let's just click on healthcare. Let's go, you know what? Let's just go to a healthcare mainstay, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, we'll go to healthcare. And let's just take a look at some of these screeners. We can look at the sector of healthcare. We can look at, uh, I don't care about the exchange. Let's say it's mega cap healthcare. Okay, $200 billion or more. You have 10 companies. Um, let's say dividend yield. We want to say a high dividend. Well, nobody's got a high dividend. Let's say positive, anything positive. So all 10 provide a dividend, some type of dividend. Then let's sort them by PE. And if we sort them by PE, you can see Pfizer, 7 PE. I mean, it's, to me, it's undervalued. I think it's a $40 stock. You're trading at 38 right now. Um, United Healthcare, next lowest PE at 22. I mean, look at Eli Lilly at 68 PE. Is it good? I don't know. You know, make up your own mind. Merck, I'd rather invest in Merck with a 23 than Eli Lilly, which is hitting 52-week highs at 411. I'm sorry, at uh, 432. Uh, the three that, that uh, James pumped up there, UNH, which I said, hey, UNH for me, um, UNH... And by the way, I am not a healthcare expert. That's why I did it quickly like that. Um, but play around with Finviz. 
look at that and you can look at the PE, you can look at dividends. I mean, if you just say top three healthcare, I don't know that, you know, you can Google that and you'll probably find some douche on the internet who's going to tell you. Uh, UNH 485 is my buy-in. I think you can get this around um, 470. Uh, it's just floundering and we're in this trading range with healthcare. Healthcare is an industry that is typically very defensive. So when you go into um, a recession, people go into healthcare. But James added UNH. He also added HCA. Let's look at HCA. This is HCA Healthcare. Um, let's see about the HCA. I don't think they're a mega cap. They're a $76 billion company, so it's medium cap. Uh, year to date, 15%. Uh, so it's performing significantly better than UNH. Um, PE is 13, so it's a low PE. Uh, the average target price is 307. It's trading at 277. So HCA looks like a good one if you wanted healthcare. Um, James also CI, CI, which is Cigna, which I've seen. And this one, look at how beaten down it is. Um, you're at 330 bucks up here. You're at 264. It seems like it has that button hook. We'll take a look at the, the, um, the, the, the chart. It's got a PE of 12. Target price is 336. You're trading at 264. Year to date, it's down 20%. Um, the most recent analyst, Cantor Fitzgerald, neutral, 285 is the price target. You're trading at 264. Let's take a look at the chart of CI because it has been beaten down. Is it oversold? It seems to have popped up after its earnings. Um, $5.41. Um, the RSI is at 63. It doesn't have a buy-in here at 260, and you're only at 264. If you like healthcare, um, it's got a 1.84% dividend. So uh, he also brings up Humana. I think Humana has been a long-term fan. James has been a fan of uh, Humana. And you can see um, the 52-week range is between 410 and 571. So you're only 6% below your 52-week high. But your target price is 601. So your average analyst believes it's uh, 61. Over one year, you've made 23% in this stock. Its PE is 21. Its dividend is negligible. It's 0.66. Uh, most recent Cantor Fitzgerald overweight 597. You're trading at 535. Um, so James gave you some good ideas. I think you play with Finviz if you want to look at those things. Um, look for an oversold stock. The screener is amazing, Brian, on Finviz. Um, let me bring up regional banks. <laughs> uh, you guys have seen PacWest, P-A-C-W, um, is the big one, and it has been going nuts of late. You could have bought this. The low was $2.48. Today, you're trading at $5.53. You closed yesterday at $5.98. This one went all the way up to $7.50 yesterday morning. Um, it has pulled back. Uh, in my opinion, and I've listened to many experts, uh, it's just too crazy. Don't think you're going to pick a winner because you could pick um, Silicon Valley. You could pick Signature Bank. You could pick First Republic. And we, I have li we, there's listeners here who have picked um, uh, First, Re First Republic based on me probably telling them, yeah, it's a $13 bank, the, the thing. But then the management did douchey stuff. The management basically said, you know, we're not going to take a buyout of uh, $13 a share. It's worth a hundred. Well, you know what it's worth today? Zero. 
You know who should be going to jail? The management. Douches. Um, so DPST, in my mind, I think DPST actually protects you a little bit if you want to gamble on these. The upside isn't as huge. I still see this gap at 11. But remember, to get to 11, that I posted in the private Facebook group, there is a great chart of how, uh, your loss, how much it takes to gain back after your losses. And it's, it's broken down in a graph. And, and I always say, a 50% loss takes 100% to get back to even. That's what you have to know. It's huge. It's hard. So you want to basically, again, this is in the 65-minute algorithm. You have not done well with DPST over the last, eh, since April. Uh, it's just lost you every single time. So do I think the DPST is a good one? No. Do I think you could gamble on it? Absolutely. Do I think you can make money on it? You can make money on anything in this market. Uh, volatility is what you want in order to make money. But this one does not do well. Where do you want to go if you have, if you, you want to get into the banking sector and you think you like it? Schwab. In my mind, Schwab is a great long-term play. I've gone over it. It's a $2 billion bank, but they have close to $100 million in actual business. Um, their market cap is $83 billion. And again, that's because their, their stock has just been going down, but it's a $100 billion business. Their PE is 12. Um, their average target price is 66. Year-to-date, it's down 42%. Their most recent t- two downgrades from Redburn and Morgan Stanley. Uh, Morgan Stanley brought their price target down to 68. The average price target is 69. But you can see Everybody's buying this through March, uh, insiders, at higher prices. It's at 47. Lord knows if this is going to work. Lord knows if this is going to work. But in my mind, that's a good one. In my mind, too. Mind you, here, (laughs) the algorithm, the four-hour algorithm, doesn't have you in Schwab. I've said when it dips into the 40s, I think you can get it. It'll be back up in the 50s. You could sell it if you want to. I think it's a $60 stock in a healthy market. So I think it's $60 stock. If you want to sell it, if you want to take profits, just understand I think it's a $60 stock. But it could go down to 20 before it goes to 60. Just make sure you're sizing your position and you're protecting yourself. Here's Bank of America. Your boy owns this one at an average price, I think about $28 or $29. Uh, anything under 30 in my mind is a great buy. You can see. 28.84 here. It got you out with a one percent loss right here, uh, but you could have made money up to thirty. Could have gotten you know eight nine percent, and then it dips back down here at twenty seven. You've got this descending wedge. I do think this gets above thirty. I will add to my position. Wells Fargo. Uh, I bought at I think thirty nine dollars. It's at thirty seven. I'll be adding to it. Same thing. Descending wedge. The support here is at thirty six. If you think thirty, if you want to wait till thirty six. You're only at 37.88 and pre-market, yeah, 37.88. The market just opened up. I think those two are great. I think Citibank is a good one. Uh, Citibank here at 45.83 uh, just got you out, doesn't have you in. None of these have you in from the algorithm standpoint. I'm just giving you ideas. So uh, let's go back to cars because Tesla. Uh, I posted in the private Facebook group that Motley Fool believe Tesla is a buy. Tesla is back in the 160s, 169.92. Uh, 
I think 160 is a decent price for this. I do still see this gap down here from 148 to 154. It has not been filled. It started to fill it here. Uh, it got to 152 on April 27th. Are you upset if you buy this at 167, 168, and it goes down to 152? Nah, because it'll go back up to 200. Here's what I have to say about um, Tesla. There's a lot of talk about full self-driving. Uh, my parents own a 2020 Model X. I own a 2018 Model 3. Um, both of them have full self-driving. I have tried full self-driving on both. It is a nightmare on local roads. Um, it is far better than the majority of self-driving. Uh, I think Google's Waymo and GM's Cruise uh, that are trialing in San Francisco, yeah, they've had problems, but they drive without a driver 100%, and they do it on a daily basis without huge disruptions. Uh, Tesla is not there. Tesla still needs the driver to make sure that the car is going well. Uh, too many times it has um, taken off into a lane that it shouldn't have uh, locally after a stop sign. It speeds up after a stop sign. It it does come to a full stop. It crawls sometimes into intersections. It is not as good uh, as I tend to think it would be. Um, or, or what you know the, the fanboys say it is, but I will tell you, holy crap, highway, you can't get better. It changes lanes. You know, guy in front is going slow, changes lanes, goes around them. Uh, highway, it saves me. You guys know I drive from Atlanta to New Jersey a lot. Uh, probably 15 of the 16 hours <laughs> uh, I'm on self-driving. I, I love it. Uh, Elon announced you're on full self-driving 11 point something. I don't know which one, but he said with 12 version 12, artificial intelligence will be point to point. And here's what that means. So today the, um, uh, the, the full self-driving does use the neural network and it does it. It uses artificial intelligence to identify objects. So it's 100% vision based and it identifies objects like kids, um, like squirrels, like dogs, like cars, trucks, blah, blah, blah. You can see it on your screen. But it uses, you know, trash cans, cones. It identifies that you're in a construction zone, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it does use artificial intelligence for that. Artificial intelligence point to point means it's going to start making decisions about how to drive. Um, eh. <laughs> Am I excited about that? Probably not, um, but I do think that it's a big step in the, um, the full self-driving because I do think that Elon made a mistake in taking the radar and not using LiDAR. Uh, I think those are the two keys to actually getting um, significantly better self-driving today. Uh, they do put the cost up there. So he wants to cut costs, so he winds up doing it vision-based with just cameras, which is significantly cheaper because it's software over the long run. Um, he says it's going to be able to have some full autonomy by the end of the year. Uh, Lord knows, I don't believe him because it's, you know, it's been, I, I do think, and I've talked to this, I paid, I think about $3,000 for my full self-driving. I think my parents paid about eight or $9,000. I think it's worth that for some people. The $15,000 that he's charging Nate, no way. It's not worth it. I'd take the advanced autopilot and just be happy. 
um, you know, buy it at a later date. It will be $20,000 or you can buy it on subscription basis. But it, it, you know, Tesla in my mind right here, absolutely 100% I'm entering into a position again. I'm waiting for uh, probably it right here at about 165. I'll probably put in a buy today at 165. But I do worry with the, the SPY up so much. Um, this one could take it down. Again, if we, we have to come down, this one's going to come down and fill that gap. So I do worry about that a little bit. Uh, so if I do enter a position, it will be a very small position. I'm not loading up on this one right now. As it continues to go up, I will add to my position. Even if it continues to go down, I will add to my position. I'll just try and double dollar cost average. Uh, scans. There are too many scans to go over. Yesterday was a big day uh, for scans. Uh, I posted all of the scans in the private Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, down below there's a link tree. Look for my picture, and then there's a Facebook logo down there. It takes you directly to the private Facebook group. Go and look. If you want me to go over a chart, I will absolutely go over a chart. I will be reading these, um, and I'll do some charts right here. But if you want me to go over a chart, just ask. Just you know, reply to that one and say, hey, can I see a chart of that? I will publish a chart uh, in the comments, reply to you with a chart with a four-hour algorithm, or if you want the 65-minute algorithm, um, you know, or if you want me to look at it, I'll add it to tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we're going to start with PXD. PXD is one of my favorites. Man, I like this stock. Um, PXD, 212.32. Your boy here is in at 208 uh, with a small position, and I haven't added to it, but I probably will today. Uh, this one, the reason I like it, 10.93% dividend. Now, if we go to Finviz and we look uh, and down here, you can see natural gas is up 1%. Oil is back down 1.72. PXD today is up. Eh, it's even. It's at 212.41. This is 212.32 is the buy-in. You don't have a ton of gaps that haven't been filled here. Uh, there is still a rumor that Exxon may be looking to buy this one. Their ex-dividend date is coming up May 31st. So PXD is one. Uh, Devon Energy. This is one I like too. Big dividend in the energy space. And I do think that this one continues to go up. They have some operational difficulties. It's costing them more money. But you know what they do? They just give you a dividend, 9.92. You're down 15% year to date. Average target price is $66. You're trading at $51. The buy-in is $51.01. Uh, you do have a gap down here to 48. You could probably get it with a 40 handle at some point in time today. Uh, I think it continues to go down a little bit, but I'd probably just add to it. I do have a, a rather large position in this one. We went over Google, uh, G-O-O-G-L and G-O-O-G both had cross-ups. You can buy either one. Walmart had a cross-up. CRM, the Salesforce had a cross-up. XLY, Target, Merck, Disney, VOO. This is one I'll show you because Entry points are important. VOO is an S&P tracking, just like SPY. Uh, it has this ascending wedge, just like SPY, 379.22. It is a low-cost uh, Vanguard ETF. It's just the S&P. All it is is the S&P. So you could buy SPY, you could buy Vanguard ETF, Do a, just do a, um, a Google as to cost and see which one's cheaper. But they're both the same thing. They just include the, the S&P. Um, Costco had a cross up since this is in the core portfolio. I'll look at it under 500. 
Uh, it is at 499.06 is the buy. You've got this descending wedge and ascending wedge, just like in SPY. Uh, anything over 500, I'd sell it. It just seems to bump up against 505 or so. Um, if it breaks that and continues up, you're probably looking at 522, but it's got to be a great economy to do that. Uh, Visa, Caterpillar, Amgen, Travelers, Kellogg's, uh, Keurig Dr. Pepper, Enphase is one. This is an interesting one. It's a solar play. Uh, and we had Sedge with a cross up yesterday. This Enphase had a cross up in the uh, morning yesterday. At 161, you're at 159. This one continues to just move down. Uh, it has been beaten down. It is still expensive. Still expensive. Um, Enphase is PE is at 48, but this was at 90 before. The average target price is 265. You're trading at 163. April 26th, downgrade from Bank of America. They downgraded them and gave them a price target of 169. Again, it's at 153. So it's even below that. Uh, let's take a look. Enphase, ATVI. Um, this is a cross-up. This is Activision Blizzard. Warren Buffett was asked over the weekend, do you think this one's going to go through? He said, I don't see a reason not to. I think they made a mistake. You got gaps all the way above this one. 95 is the Microsoft price target. I think Microsoft will probably just gracefully bow out. <clears throat> so I don't think it's worth it. Melly had a cross-up, and I think they had earnings already. Um, yeah, they had earnings. It had a cross-up. It's just kind of floundering up here around 1200 1283. Uh, this one on the algorithm makes you 28% versus over the uh, two-year period. If you buy and held, you would have lost 5%. So it does well. Eh, it does okay. Melly is uh, the Amazon of Latin America. Uh, all of the energy names, uh, oil per, uh, the oil drillers, OIH, which is an ETF. Um, this is the oil services ETF 263. Uh, that had a cross up. Uh, uh, ConocoPhillips, COX, PXD, we talked about Marathon Oil, MRO, BTU, uh, Devon, LNG, which is the um, Chenier Energy. LNG is one that under 150, this one crossed at 149. I think you're good at buying this at 150. And then over the summer, uh, as you know, Europe starts to uh, put in more things, look at the, look at the gain $15.78 to 22.10. Uh, and we can look at LNG. They're only paying a 1% dividend. Um, the PE is only four. Forward PE is 12. Year to date, it's down 0.25. Average target price, 199. Um, yeah. And you can read all about the Reuters stuff with natural gas and stuff. These guys basically, they pump cheap American liquid natural gas onto ships and ship it over to Europe. Uh, they will, the cost is somewhere about, um, you know, four or $5 here in America and they're selling it over in Europe for like 40 or $60, somewhere in that neighborhood. And it goes up to like a hundred, $200. The cost remains the same. It's just what they sell it for continues to rise. Levered ETFs, URTY, SPXL, HIBL, again, any of the Vanguard groups and several sectors, XLG, XLRE, and XLY. So you've got all of those names and do your own research. I mean, man, don't, don't rely on a guy on the internet to do all of your charting for you. Go and do your own. Uh, but they're all in the private Facebook group. Let's talk about um, sponsors. 
First sponsor, Veri- or, I'm sorry, Visible. Visible is on the Verizon network. It is a cell phone company that basically prepaid cell phone company. It is just like your Verizon service. I, I repeat, just like your Verizon service. If you want to look up, look up Stetson Dotson, I think is his name on YouTube. Uh, he does Verizon versus Visible uh, comparisons all the time. Visible is constantly on his top list of cell phone providers. If you're paying anything more than $30 per month for your phone service, uh, just use the link below. Uh, it gets you $25 a month plus $20 off your first month. The link below saves you that $20. So your first month is $5. I would say if you have a phone that is capable of eSIM, just get an eSIM and get a new number and test it out against your current phone service. If it doesn't work, you're out five bucks. If it does work, God, you're saving a lot of money. And we talked about, you know, $10 a month is $120 a year. Invest $120 a year. Um, you know, pays for itself. Second sponsor is TrendSpider. All of these charts that you see with all of the annotations, everything. These are my algorithms, uh, four-hour algorithm, the 65-minute algorithm, the scans that I do, all the stocks that I find that are bullish. Um, any of those things, all of it, I share with you if you sign up for TrendSpider using the code DSP25. It gets you 25% off. Actually, if you use any code um, and just email me and I'll get you switched over to my plan, uh, I can share everything with you. Um, it's, it's one click and, and, and we'll set this up for you. Um, they are a great, great, the best charting service ever. I mean, honest to God, I did my research. I used TradingView. I used others. I just don't see. And um, one of the subscribers who actually, the listeners posted in the private Facebook group, the most recent uh, chat GPT that was integrated, chat GPT wrote a trend spider uh, strategy. So it's got its own algorithm. It seems to be doing fairly well. I know they're going to check up on it and stuff, but you can watch on, on uh, TrendSpider's YouTube videos. You can watch the video of it writing the, the TrendSpider stuff, ChatGPT. They go over it. I have not watched it, full disclosure, but that's the second sponsor. Uh, if you make money off of my picks, I just ask that you tip me. The tips are in the link tree. Venmo is the preferred one. Um, Cash app, if you like Cash app. You know, I also have PayPal. Whatever you want to do, it's all in the description in the link tree. Um, just tip me. I'm like a bartender, man. If I find you a stock and you make money on it, yeah, tip your bartender. Uh, it's appreciated because, I again, I don't charge for any of this stuff. Um, I do this all for free. And, and go and try and find somebody with a Discord group. Uh, Google Kelly OG, who just bought her uh, mom. She charges $200 a month for... Tr- for all, just what I do. All she's using is moving averages and stuff. So uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions. I am usually on YouTube live every day. So if you want, join in the morning. Uh, I know most people have jobs, so the degenerates are the ones who just hang out and listen. Uh, Again, if you have any questions, hit me up. I will see you tomorrow. Have fun. Enjoy.